Welcome to Last Weekly, where we talk, laugh, and sometimes bitch about the highs and lows of the past week. Except this week. Because we never socially distance ourselves from weird stories, we're looking back at some of our peculiar past with a Last Weirdly special episode. Featuring, are millennials more afraid of doorbells than they are of global pandemics? What rapper would be an Amazon Prime suspect in a delivery man murder case? Should naming your kid marijuana be considered a drug crime? And ultimate celebrity fighting. Who do you want to punch on Boxing with the Stars? And more. It's scandalous and hilarious. It's Last Weirdly. With Anthony Tone Show Nunez, Sherry Nova, Chitachi Egwu, and me, Kevin Williams. This week, an old article about millennial doorbell phobia went viral. According to the Wall Street Journal article, most smartphone-carrying millennials and Gen Zers are used to texting upon arrival that the sound of ringing a doorbell freaks them out. (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) I know. You're you're supposed to have an air of impartiality as you at least read the synopsis. Okay, in the article, a 19-year-old computer science major says he just isn't comfortable ringing doorbells. He and his friends have become so accustomed to texting one another upon arrival, he says that the sound of a doorbell feels like an unexpected jolt. There's no... I'm sorry. Continue. There's no published research about doorbell phobia, but apparently it's a real thing. In a poll by a Twitter user earlier this month, that's as scientific as you can get, guys, they got more than 11,000 votes. 54% of respondents said doorbells are scary weird. Some millennials and Gen Zers say they won't even consider answering a ring at the door until they check the security camera. Typically, doorbells are for outsiders, says Ms. Shung, mm-hmm. whose LinkedIn profile describes her as a teen whisperer. A text signifies a friend. The communication shift has affected the company that rings the most doorbells in the U.S. The United Parcel Service, UPS, still rings doorbells when making deliveries, but drivers don't wait for the door to be answered unless a signature is required. UPS now mm-hmm. offers customers the ability to receive an email or text when a package is on its way. Since it launched its online service in 2009, restaurant delivery app Grubhub has given customers the option to specify the delivery person's text instead of ringing the doorbell. Is the doorbell Mm -hmm. outdated technology we should close the door on? (laughs) Mm -hmm. In short, (laughs) yes. Yes, we should. Well, that was short. Wow. Okay, I don't. I actually don't think it's all as bad as what you just read, but I am. It's probably comes. I'm one of the older millennials of the spectrum <laughs> of millennials, but I will say that I agree one thousand percent that doorbells are for outsiders. If um, my boyfriend's on his way, yo, yo, he will yo, text people, me. People, yeah, people that are outside your house. That's what doorbells are for. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes, this is true, but not what I'm talking about. My boyfriend will say, I'm on my way, and before he gets there, he will say, hey, like, open the door or unlock the door, you know, whatever. No, he doesn't have a key. Um, <laughs> if, if, if some friend is coming over, they, I don't know, it's just what we do. They say, be there in five minutes or whatever, and then you know that they are coming. When that does not happen, there's no, there's no prior communication and the doorbell rings it's literally like a jolt inside of my body and it's like i know it was the doorbell but it's it's really like this just experience of not what was that but almost like a what was that but it's like of course it was the doorbell but it's like who is that because i don't know who that is and then it's like oh my god i don't know who's at the door and you open the door and who are you i don't know it's like it's really a jolting experience when the doorbell rings because someone that I know would let me know that they are coming. For real. It's you, a thing. There needs to be more of a soothing, relaxing doorbell. They're like, ding, dong. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm not going to disagree with I mean, I think that would be like a different experience. 
I mean, I feel like I've made my kids even afraid when the doorbell rings. Like, I, it's not even a joke. Like, when the doorbell rings, my kids are like, Mommy, the doorbell rang. And, and I feel the same way. I hope I'm not, like, giving my kids a weird phobia or anything. It's not as bad as the article. But for real, though. I okay, don't well, like it when the doorbell rings. Well, I the answer don't. is yes, you have given your children like a phobia. So, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry. It's, it's true. You've given them a severe, uh, uh, you've hindered their development by de- making them terrified of the sound of a bell ringing. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's like a Pavlovian dog response. They have fear when they hear a doorbell ring. Um, the funny thing is, I was all ready to be, be like throw super judgment at all the millennials and how ridiculous this whole thing sounds until I actually sat and thought for a second. And the truth is, when my doorbell rings now, I don't even think to, I don't, it doesn't even dawn on me to actually answer it unless I know someone is coming. If I know that like, oh, Tone, oh, Tone is coming, if Tone is coming over to my house for dinner and the doorbell rings around that time, I go to the door. But yes. if, if I'm not expecting someone, I'm not, I'm not expecting a delivery from UPS or anybody. I'm not expecting any food delivery from a, a delivery app. Then if the doorbell rings, it's somebody selling something or somebody that I don't want to deal with. So it doesn't even dawn on me to answer the door. It's just like, yeah, go ahead and put your watchtower thing in my mailbox and leave me alone. <laughs> so that it doesn't, even wow. dawn, it doesn't even dawn on me to answer the door. It doesn't even okay. occur to me. So, so you're I'm, worse than me then because uh, I will go and answer it. But I'm not terrified by the sound of a doorbell. You're just ignore it. <laughs> I, I calmly and relaxed like an adult ignore the fact that there's somebody out there. There's some brat trying to sell me some candy that's overpriced. Uh, so to go on a basketball trip where I'll probably get like you know attacked by some skeezy coach. So I'm a, I'm doing them both a favor by not I'm doing us both a favor. I'm not answering the door. So um, tone. <laughs> how do you come down on the doorbell debacle? Um, uh, uh, we just, we were, um, this whole, this whole thing just made, made, made me think about, um, this week we were celebrating, um, uh, the greatest generation and, and their sacrifice, um, they made during D-Day. So if, um, people on social media were sharing stories about their, um, grandfathers and their fathers and like the, like the sacrifice of that whole generation and, and they're indeed the greatest generation and that's 75 years uh, ago and, I can't even. Can you tell me what you're talking about, Tone? Because there might be other people who don't know what you're talking about. Okay, um, there was this giant world conflict, um, World War II, and there was this, this specific uh, moment um, where uh, they took the beach of Normandy, and it was like a giant, basically, invasion force, and okay. and these men just basically faced an onslaught. Uh, most of them did not make it. Um, okay, I'm familiar with that. I just didn't know that it was called the Greatest Generation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a book written about, uh, and it's not just about those those men. It's the, the women that came together, women that were working inside the home, and then when the men went off to war, women for the first time in mass went to factories. They built the bombs, they built the tanks, um, uh, and they they kept the men going. Uh, they they had uh, recycle drives where they got metal, they got they got steel together to make more weapons to basically fight for the free world. So that's why they are known as the greatest generation. But tone, what you have okay. to realize is what you have to realize, tone is all those sacrifices were made. So millennials can now be afraid of doorbells <laughs> in peace <laughs> and freedom. That's what they were getting at. That's what they that's what they died for on that beach. So we could not answer our doors and cower when we hear a doorbell ring. Hey Tone, can you please continue? <laughs> so um uh it just it just it just boggled my brain. Like it just shows like it's such a we're just living in such a great time. Like what Kevin said, I was actually gonna get to that. Like their sacrifice, like um it just made it possible for us to live a life of of peace like their sacrifice and the fact that the doorbell scares people now it's it might sound like a silly thing which i laughed at i i i wouldn't uh when kevin and me were discussing the story before uh <laughs> i was like that's just some soft stuff that's soft but um I, you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta admit like it, it's it's their dream like it's 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 because of the benefit of their sacrifice to be able to do that and, and um it's, it's kind of a great thing if you think about it that people are now scared of doorbells because we live in such relative peace 
Okay, now, now one thing I will say, because normally I'm not on the side of defending millennials, let alone Gen Zers, but one thing I will say that has changed since the Greatest Generation's day is the fact that I will see stories on local news about things like home invasions or where there was a case here recently in Southern California about a woman got a knock on her door and it was somebody, uh, some two guys claiming to be doing some kind of uh, uh, working for the electric company or, and water company. Here it's combined, electric and water, DWP. They were coming to uh, test the water or whatever. She let them in, and of course, they ended up robbing her, and I believe she may have even been assaulted. And so the idea now that strangers, you know, the whole term stranger danger is even more relevant today because there are people that have gotten craftier Criminals have gotten craftier um, to try and gain access to your home. People have now alarm systems and they have more are more secure. Their houses are more secure. So now they have to be kind of let into some people's houses um, to basically rob you or whatever. So I can see why there might be more reasons, more so than in the past, while people might be more afraid of, of strangers. Sadly, I mean, I look at myself. If you said, Kevin, for a million dollars, Tell me the names of who a neighbor that lives on either the left side or the right side of your house for a million dollars. Oh wait, and eternal life and everlasting youth, and that and the perfect and the perfect stubble that you try to achieve that only lasts for fifteen minutes. You have it forever. Just name one of them. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm still poor because I don't know either of their names. I can't name any neighbor that lives anywhere around me. There was a time where people knew who their neighbors were. If there was a knock on the door, it was Betty Sue or Jimmy or, or Jimmy from down the street. Mm -hmm. It's a different time. Um, there's a lot more anonymity uh, in our lives now because we, especially if we live in a big city. So I think that there is. So I mean. The idea that you're afraid when you hear it, that bothers me. But, but the idea of not answering it makes sense to me. It's like, if you're, if, if they hold like that part of the story where it says, like, you know, uh, uh, doorbells are for strangers, it's true. It, the idea that normally, if, if you ring my doorbell, obviously, when I go to somebody's house, I ring their doorbell, but they know I'm coming. It's not a shock. I don't, that's another thing. Just a shout out, my, uh, uh, people who are evil, <laughs> drop bys, drop by people. I'm, I, I, de I detest drop by people. Who the hell are you to just drop by at my house any day, anytime? You call me for there was a there was a time when it may be hard. You had to find a phone booth to call somebody. Let them know you're friends. Exactly. You're, you're in the neighborhood. You can now text or call and say I'm, exactly. in, the, I'm in the neighborhood. Is it okay if I drop by? Don't just drop by unannounced. Yeah, because the door will not be opened. And that's the point that I was just going to make. The time when doorbells were invented, we did not have smartphones that were just at our pocket and smart watches, which we could talk to. We don't even have to freaking touch with our fingers to say, hey, uh, text Jim that I'm here. Open the door. You know, like now we have complete access within two seconds of notifying whoever that we are here or that we are coming yeah, it's yeah. not the generation of the doorbell anymore but i will say it is a bit much that i have to text you to let you know that i'm at your door if i if you know i'm coming to your house sherry and i'm like i'll be there at 12 and then at 11 55 your doorbell rings like ah no it's like well oh no, that's no that wouldn't happen that wouldn't happen because it would be in my mind to be expecting you all right then we are on the same page oh my god you know what? we're bridging the gap between generations <laughs> and Sher maybe Sherry. you're more millennial than you're willing to admit well i am a very very young gen xer so yes it's true the Miami Herald reported that a Florida man who bought an $8 million island off Key West this month was arrested over the weekend after he allegedly conned Kmart out of $300 in household items. According to a report from the Key West Police Department, Andrew Libby purchased and received a refund on $300 worth of items over the course of several trips to the Kmart in Key West, which is miles from the MTV Real World house he purchased. A loss prevention officer told police Libby purchased, then immediately returned several items between March 30th and April 4th, replacing the original item in the box with something else. During one incident, Libby reportedly purchased the cured coffee maker, then returned the box the machine came in with a basketball inside of it. When asked about the Keurig, Libby told police the clerk should have known there was no coffee machine inside by the weight of the box. 
In an interview with the Miami Herald, Lippy denied the charges and said it was very complicated and I'd rather not go into it. So do you guys think a man who's rich enough to buy a private island will get real world justice or will his money get him a different set of road rules? I just want to say how absurd this story is. Like, I don't know if the, I, I, I don't know if, if this is a case of someone who's not well uh, or is this a case of someone who's so eccentric or is this a case of someone who's used to getting their way that they think they can even get away with little things like I, I don't know. Like, this is such an odd story. Like, what's your take on it? Okay, well, the, I love the fact that you even use the word eccentric because that only seems to apply <laughs> to insanely rich people. Because, rich, yeah, yes. Exactly, because if you're a regular person that buys a Keurig and then puts a basketball in the box and takes it back, you are a criminal and you get locked up. It's like, oh, Kevin's so eccentric. He just, he buys things and returns the boxes with empty or filled with rocks. He's so eccentric. <laughs> so wacky no you're a criminal you're, you're you're stealing and it really what bothers me about this is when he had the balls to like actually say oh it's the clerk's fault for not realizing that i put something in the box that's lighter than the original thing so it's really their fault not mine i, I just the gall of this guy and the, what upsets me the most about this story is I believe he's going to get away, get off scot-free. Mm -hmm. He's not going to go to jail. I don't think he's going to have to do community service. And that's the thing. What kind of community service do you do in Key West? It's like, are you in charge of like, you know, straightening this, uh, making sure this, all the Shays lounges on the beach are in a straight line? What the hell kind of community service do you do in Key West? <laughs> great question and great observation about eccentric versus criminal i definitely never thought about it that way before but you are spot on and i i agree i don't think he's gonna serve any time <laughs> i don't know it's strange he could buy almost anything in there actually we don't know guys is he broke now did he spend all his money every penny on buying his house do we have any background on this no i do i am looking forward to more background on my guess is if you buy a private island that your credit is pretty good so if you can buy a private island you can buy a keurig and <laughs> and put that on your credit card and pay for it over time if you don't have enough money to buy buy those super expensive Keurigs all in one shopping trip. But I think if you're buying an $8 million real-world house, real-world Key West, oh, my God, I just thought of what your community service is when you live in Key West, Florida. You're in charge of making sure that all of the key lime pies are tart enough so that you taste each one. And you're like, yep, that one's all right. That's all, that one's okay. It's good, guys. And they're like, all right, thanks, Kevin. So <laughs> I have no... <laughs> I am so jealous of this guy because he's going to get off scot-free and he will be kicking it in his real-world house on his private island using his stolen coffee maker. <laughs> Kevin, but this guy's like a master criminal if you think about it, allegedly, right? Because he didn't do this on one trip. Like, he made multiple trips from March 30th to April 4th. So he buys something, take the item out, put in something else, return it, then buy something. Like, this was a very elaborate plan that he had. Well, I hope that somebody looks into him deeply, uh, more deeply because I would be surprised if he was burying people on that private island. He is a criminal Ooh. mastermind. He, uh, one of the other things he uh, stole, to give you another example, is he bought a bed skirt. And first of all, when you have an $8 million house on your private island, should you be buying a, a bed skirt from Kmart? But that's, that's beside <laughs> the point. But anyway, he bought the bed skirt, and then he put, like, some random pillowcase in the package and returned it. Again, <laughs> And that's another thing. If you're going to be stealing, let's just be real. And this is a tip for all the kids listening. If you're gonna, oh God. if you're gonna be stealing, aim higher than Kmart, people. <laughs> At least go to Target and, <laughs> and steal from them. This is ridiculous, and it's just he's going to get away with it. It's not even straight up stealing. Like it's not like he just took something and fled. Like no. He bought something and then came back to get a refund. So it's just, I don't know. It's so allowed. Eight million dollar island. Like, it's just so weird that I got to say it's eccentric. Maybe that's his defense. Well, well I wish I was on that jury because it's like, you're, you're guilty of being eccentric and you're going to jail. <laughs> and he was quoted as saying it was very complicated. I'd rather not get into it. It is complicated because <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand what you're doing. Like, 
<laughs> well, also, we're making the assumption that this this can't be the first time this man has done this. This is the first time he actually got called in on it because he did so many in, in a, such a short amount of time. My, I wonder how many, how often he's been doing this, and for how many years he's been. I don't believe because he's. I think he's like fifty eight or something. So I don't think this is his first time at the shoplifting rodeo. So, oh my so I think he's probably been doing this. For, in fact, that's probably how he saved enough money to buy an eight billion dollar real world house, private island. Oh was my god, getting all his stuff for free at Kmart. Wow. <laughs> even okay. even things like light bulbs. He was returning empty. He was getting buying light bulbs and returning em- boxes with like tissue or something in them. I mean, seriously, you can afford light bulbs when you have a private island. Yeah, so he's proving that he has the money to buy all of these things because he buys them, but then he takes the extra step to bring them back, except it's not the items. So I guess my my potential defense of him being broke is out the window. Well, you know what? If you can't afford light bulbs and you have a private island, you can use tiki torches. So there's other options besides stealing. So again, <laughs> so kids, don't. if you have a private island, do not start a life of, life of crime. Just make some torches. There was a, a young woman who recently got her PhD from Cardinal Stritch University, and she has a very interesting name. And this story came from Blavity.com. Her name is Marijuana Pepsi Van. I thought it was Van Dick, but it's either Van Dyke or Van, Van Dick. The way it's spelled. Don't laugh. And so <laughs> Twitter users were Too sharing- late. Right, I know, right? <laughs> Twitter users were sharing this, and this was like really trending on, on Friday. So again, her name is Marijuana Pepsi Van, Van Dick or Van Dyke, and she recently got her PhD, as I said, from Cardinal Stritch University, and she wrote her dissertation, of course, on the subject of black names in white classrooms, teachers' behaviors, and students' perceptions. So as you can imagine, Dr. Pepsi's name has gotten a lot of people on Twitter sharing their own unique experiences with unique names. Why do you think, guys, that parents name their children such unique names in this day and age? And do you think that naming a child such an unusual name is always a disadvantage? What say you? Kevin? Oh, I thought that you were going to take it first, Tone. It's all you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. Get him. Um, well, as far as uh, no, I'm not, I don't have a strong opinion on this. Oh, you uh, don't? No, first, no idea. First, well, uh, first of all, I, I honestly, I now all I could think of was Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, Whoa. um, who became president, and I believe his name was a hurdle. In fact, if his name had been what they called him, Barry, uh, Barry Obama. He would have been president for three, four terms. So um, I do think you can add extra hurdles. It depends on the personality of the person. But I think in general, when you name your kid Marijuana Pepsi, yeah, they're going to have a lot to deal with. You have a lot of strife and hurdles to overcome. And maybe they'll rise to the occasion. Um, definitely, if your name is Marijuana Pepsi, no one will ever forget your name. It's not like, oh, did I meet you before? Oh, no. You remember the day that you met Marijuana Pepsi. You will never forget that day. So it's good in that res- in, in that kind of way. But honestly, I remember seeing something about um, when people name their kids with quote unquote unusual names where they're super difficult to spell or whatever or pronounce that that can cause hurdles. But if you if you give your, uh, your child like an unusual name, like, say, Lincoln, mm-hmm. um, then it's unique but people still know what it is and they can still pronounce it and they can still spell it then it's a different kind of uh kind of thing but when you name your kid Shantuika then and it's spelled with eight q's then it's like "Mm, that's gonna be a lot harder and honestly if we're gonna talk about the race thing studies have shown that when they're even look when people are looking at applications when they see certain kinds of names even certain kinds of surnames they automatically go into the trash those applications sadly so are you adding an extra hurdle for your kid with those names? I would say, sadly, yes. Well, I don't believe I actually agree with Kevin. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm actually in the same boat, Kevin. Uh, I've seen a few stories some, that come to mind recently. This is the first positive one because it's Dr. Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke now for you guys at home. Doctor. So, I, call, um, I call her Mary Jane. <laughs> Mary Jane. Doc Jane. Uh, <laughs> 
So this is the first positive one because I could just recall off the top of my head. Um, there was a story about a, a white woman who had a a, a name which people thought was uh, more of an African American name, and she was speaking um to how her experience was different be- because of that. And I also can recall a story about a woman who got into it with a flight attendant because she named her child um um an interesting name as well. I believe it was Absidy or something something along those lines. And and the flight attendant had a problem pronouncing the name, and and that became a thing. So, um, I I do think that parents should be considerate when they name their children something interesting, because it's the child who has to bear the name throughout their whole life. And it, I've met people who constantly correct me on the spelling of their name, and I'm more than welcome. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm more than open to pronouncing someone's name the correct way. But sometimes, come on, some of these names is just ridiculous. Like, if you have to, if your name is a common name like Susan, and your mom spelled it um, Suzuni, but it's pronounced Susan, or it's pronounced Suzuni and it's spelled Susan, come on. Like, I, I, you should consider changing your name instead of correcting every single person you come in contact with. And this is what happened with these people. It's like a burden that they, they have to carry. So, I do think parents should be more considerate. Um, naming people interesting names, if you're, unless you're like Moon Rover or Moon Lando, like a celebrity. Uh, celebrities can name their kids whatever they want because their life basically <laughs> is established already. But if you're from a certain circle or a certain economic background, name your kids something reasonable. That, that's my opinion. What do you think, Tachi? Yeah, I kind of disagree with both of you. What? Uh, oh, what? Wait, Egwu has a problem with us having a problem with unusual names? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you say something reasonable, usually that means something white and or something anglicized. And I have a real problem with that. Now, I'm not saying that marijuana is the best thing to name your child. I'm not saying Pepsi is. The point is her mother named and her mother had reasoning for naming her that and by sticking to it and not going with the oh you should change your name she said no because i'm going to respect my mom that's what she named me she loved me and her mother was right there by her side when she got her phd so it's clear that she's loved that she wasn't just a throwaway child i you for the for a large for the most part and because i have a name that it's not it's not unusual in nigeria it's just unusual to because Americans often think that they are the center of the earth. They think that every name has to be an anglicized name. And that's what we get tired of. I shouldn't have to anglicize my name. I can say your name. And let me give you an example of what I love. Remember that skit with um, Keegan-Michael Key, where he's in the classroom and he's the teacher. And he's pulling out their names. And he's like, hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Aaron. I said, hey, Aaron. If people did that to anglicize names, they would know how, because we could easily do that. Sometimes the way things look, I mean, I could say Kivin, because in other languages, the I is pronounced with an E, right? I could say Aunt Honey, because, you know? So I could do that to um, anglicize names too. So while I'm not necessarily agreeing or saying that that's what her name should be, Americans in general need to do better in terms of learning to pronounce and understanding that there are meanings behind mine. I have a meaning to my name. My name, first name means remember God. My last name means dance. Okay. So there is deep meaning. And to, to, and whether it's an African American name that somebody made up, they did it because of meaning, whether it's because it sounded pretty or it reflected of Africa and what I'm tired of is people legislating what black people do with names it, it's just legislating black bodies again by saying oh well, name your child Samantha because it'll be easier for them damn that I don't give a damn what's easier for you you need to learn to confirm the fact that not everybody is going to be a Brad or this is America and it's a multicultural country come from everywhere and you damn well better learn how to pronounce all of that if you're not you're just lazy i don't have time for it so yeah i disagree all right (laughs) (laughs) can can i I, just go ahead tone i just wanted to, to to clear something up i'm talking about weird and unusual names people make up I, I don't i don't consider um names um which are from another nationality or a name that's ethnic or a name that's um a cultural name like for example someone comes from japan i don't expect um if your name is sounds something like would be a japanese name i don't think that's anything weird or or if your name is french or if, or if your name is um 
uh, Ghanaian. Like, I don't think that's weird. But I'm talking about people here in America who just come up with weird names, who just sit around saying, I'm going to name my kid Ice Cream Cart. Like, that's just nonsense. It's it's the, it's your right, yes, but I think it's nonsense. And there's actually some states I was looking up where you can't name your kids certain things. Um, so um, it's actually been legislated. So I, I, I do see where Tachi's coming from. But I think it's different between a cultural name or an ethnic name or, or a name from a certain nationality than you just sitting at home thinking, I think it'd be cool to call my kids Starburst. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with you, Tone. It's, there's a big difference between, even to me, when it comes to these like made-up names that some people might say are more ethnic, as in like Sri Lanka, versus naming your child Kenya or Mandela. So... I feel like if you that that I'm cool with those other names that are ethnic or that come from your you know your uh your heritage or your home country, but some kind of weird up made up name. And as far as when it comes to unusual like names, I remember hearing a story about a woman who was trying to name her baby cocaine, and the nurses would not give her a birth certificate to like fill it out. They kept trying to convince her, and they kept her in the hospital for like extra days trying to convince her not to you know, brand her child cocaine. My God. Now, again, I'm not saying that when it comes to those types of what, what are perceived as crazy names. No, I, I get it. But often what happens, and I'm not talking about those. Often what happens is there's they're trying to legislate what, and I'm saying in this case, black, because usually it's with, quote, black sounding names, what they do with, uh, what they do with naming their children just because, you know, and African-American culture is a co-culture within the society. And if they choose to name their children, something with 17 apostrophes and five W's that is on them. If it has meaning to them, then that's okay. Just like I'm not going to legislate you naming your child, Brad or Gunner. And it has the word. Gun <laughs> I, I, and I hate that name. But if that's what you want to name your child, that's fine. But I think I think this is it, it, it teeters on something there. She's respecting her mother and what her mother named her. And I do I do see that. And despite that, guess what? She managed to be Dr. Such and such. And she already has a job. So that doesn't have to be your end all and be all. And you know what? At the end of the day, I would say. Yes, be respectful when you are naming your child, but what respectful is for them doesn't necessarily mean respectful for all of us. At the end of the day, when that child gets old enough, if they really detest their name that much, let them change it. Well, okay, and it goes beyond just the what you would call, you know, African American sounding names, but I will say when it comes to Gunner, he is going to be an action film star. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited for him and his future prospects. And I look forward to going to, I look forward to Tone going to see Gunner's movie several times in a row. So, uh, <laughs> but I remember uh, a friend of mine whose niece was named Kimmy. That her actual name was Kimmy, and I would always think, "Oh my God, Supreme Court Justice Kimmy is entering the courtroom." I just <laughs> like, why would you curse somebody? Name them of like instead of naming her Kimberly, and then you could call her Kimmy. No, her name actually was Kimmy. So it it automatically made you not take her more seriously. So maybe one day, uh, Judge Kimmy will be on the bench. We have a rapist on the bench so why not an attempted rapist so why not you know somebody named kimmy so anything is possible no matter what the name but why make it harder if you don't have to that's all i'm saying rapper actor slash twitter boss ice t sparked conversation online about the need for amazon to identify the delivery people better when he tweeted out message to amazon now that you have regular people making your home deliveries Maybe they should wear a vest with Amazon delivery on it. I almost shot an MF creeping up to my crib last night, just saying. Amazon replied to the rapping OG, thanks for reaching out with your feedback. I'd like to escalate this to our logistics team for review. Please leave us the details here and we'll be in touch with you soon. Meanwhile, many on Twitter had a lot to say from those agreeing with Ice-T's point about the need for better identification when it comes to people accessing your home. To those that thought if he ordered something on Amazon, he should have been expecting someone to deliver it. What do you guys stand on this? Do you think that IT has a point that Amazon drivers and delivery people need to suit up? Or is this just another case of misidentification? 
Oh my god. I'm I am so glad you read that one, Tone, because I don't think any of, either of us would have known what the hell that meant. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to take this one first to say uh, what I love is how friendly Amazon customer service is, because literally he's like, I almost murdered one of your employees. And they're like, thank you so much for letting us know. <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion that you almost killed our employee. That's great. So I mean, that is so... I agree with the people on Twitter. I was one of the people on Twitter that was saying, you know, if you ordered something, you shouldn't be stunned that somebody's walking up to your house with a box. Oh my! When God. you ordered something, and the box says Amazon all over it, and you have your and you have your Glock out, locked and loaded, not cool, OG, OG rapper. And I just love you refer to him as a Twitter boss. Somebody clearly has an iced tea playlist on Spotify. Wow, Tone. Cop killer. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Amazon delivery killer, apparently. <laughs> what do you think, Sherry? I think that for safety reasons, aside from being murdered by uh, the rapper, that they should have some sort of identification. And I think that it should definitely be supplied by Amazon. So, I mean, it just, it just cuts a lot of crap out. Oh my gosh, you made a very valid point because my guess is if they all of a sudden had a uniform or they had some special orange, yellow vest that they had to wear to identify who they were, who's going to pay for that? A lot of these are independent contractors, so they already aren't getting health care and other benefits. So I'm sure Amazon would be like, yeah, buy this yellow uh, uh, Amazon emblazoned vest no, no. that uh, that um, Ice-T wants you to wear so you won't get shot. So that... <laughs> so hopefully if they do push this um i hope that those of you out there listening if you're an independent contractor who works for uh amazon you need to put them on blast if they try to make you buy these things and they don't just give them to you because you shouldn't have an extra added expense when you're already not getting health care correct amazon should absolutely pay for that and we live in a society where we love being able to identify people Especially people well, opening our doors. Oh well, yeah, people are, or or just walking up toward your massive mansion or whatever. Or or I, that's something. Where does Ice T live? That they're able to like. You would think that he would have security that that a, a delivery person would even be able to physically get anywhere near his door. You would think that they would be at at some big gate with hedges and they would hand it to some uh, some security staff. Wow. All right. Well, what do you think, Tone, other than Ice-T is great? Uh, Ice-T <laughs> is definitely the boss on Twitter. Like, I, I get so much enjoyment from his tweets. Um, he's always telling somebody to shut the F up. I'm like, I'm loving it. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds very witty, Tone. He, really <laughs> he is. There's a reason he, he, he's a legendary rapper. Um, but somebody on Twitter also posted a really funny picture. It was a Kevlar bulletproof vest and it said Amazon on it. I got so much enjoyment from that. Shout out to whoever did that. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a, it's a given. I see hit it on the head this time. Like they should have some type of identification. If people are going to have this um, entrance, uh, accessibility to your home and your residence, they should have some type of like, you know, you know how um, UPS has the full brown suit. They should have like a full orange suit or something. Or a hat or something that says Amazon. I completely agree. This is a no-brainer. No Way to go, Ice T. Well, basically, also my fear would if if Amazon all of a sudden does come up with that, I'm sure the people that if you're a criminal or have ill intent, you'll just get that Amazon shirt or Amazon vest and be and still be creeping on people's windows, and then and, and then Ice T won't know to shoot you because you'll be wearing the vest. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be in his house murdering his family before he can shoot you because like well he was wearing a vest so <laughs> right, Amazon so. can't win with you can they <laughs> they cannot okay so on Monday social media was still buzzing about two of Twitter's most infamous users <sighs> OJ Simpson's surprise Twitter debut came days after the 25th anniversary of the murders of his ex-wife and her friend. And for those of you that are too young to remember, maybe you're millennials, the one-time football star and current convicted armed robbery ex-con was accused of the June 12, 1994 killing of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. While the 71-year-old was acquitted of the murder charges, Brown and Goldman's family sued him in civil court for wrongful death. 
that, winning a $33.5 million judgment. The vast majority of this judgment has never been paid. So when Simpson posted a video of himself saying, I got a little getting even to do, quotes, most of Twitter, the Twitterverse was shocked and confused. And before social media could unclutch its collective pearls, disgraced 81-year-old former actor and current prison inmate Bill Cosby posted a Father's Day message on Twitter. Hey, 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 it's America's dad. I know it's too late, or I know it's late, but to all of the dads, it's an honor to be called a father. So let's make today a renewed oath to fulfilling our purpose, strengthening our families and communities. Angelo Pudding. No, I'm sorry, I just added that. <laughs> with, with Bill Cosby's 3.4 million followers and OJ Simpson's 770 plus. 77, sorry, 770,000 plus. Did the concept of shame quit social media? Or was it drugged and murdered by Cosby and Simpson? What say you? All right, Tone, you take it first. Wow. Um, I, 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 I love hearing Tati's voice on last week, we first off. Um, second, <laughs> I'm going to say that what happened to shame, honestly? There was a time where if you did something, you went into a hole and you crawled in there and you died there and you stayed there. But there seems to be this question that people keep asking about cancel culture. And I don't think this is the same as cancel culture because I, I think cancel culture is basically where somebody says something out of turn or something someone has done something that is offensive. Here we're talking about criminality. And I feel like there is no time for cancel culture to end in this case. They should just basically uh, – some people are saying, oh, they should come back to social media and they should be able to give their – no. If you did, if you serve your time, you get out. Okay, you served your time. You you you, you paid your quote unquote um, time to society and your due to society. But that does not mean that you're allowed, you know, a voice and so and a voice in in popular culture and social media. Period. Like I don't think these people should be allowed any voice whatsoever. I really feel like they're. Uh, I don't like to use the word the, the, the word tone deaf anymore because I uh, I've recently found out it's offensive to people who um might not be able to hear. But it's definitely missing. Um, a uh, uh, sense of I don't I don't even know how to put it besides saying it's tone deaf and I don't like that word but it's it's just it's just ridiculous. Wow. Okay. Um. Wow. First of all, thank you for schooling all of us about the tone deaf thing being an offensive yeah. term. I had not heard that that uh, people had an issue with that. All right. Um. For me, with this story, my issue there's a couple of issues, but one of my issues is with the followers. And that's why um, the, the number of followers were mentioned in the synopsis of what's going on here. I am absolutely stunned that OJ Simpson has been on Twitter for 15 minutes and he has over 770,000 fo uh, plus followers. Who are these people that are following him? Who are the 3.4 million people who continue to follow Bill Cosby? What the hell is up with that? So where is their shame? So not only is Bill Cosby and O.J. Simpson missing shame, everybody who's following them who isn't a reporter and has to for their job, I don't understand why they're following these people. I'm completely baffled by it. And um, O.J. Simpson, what bugs me about him, this whole scores to settle thing, apparently he's been DMing. There was somebody who did a parody account of him, and he's uh, or somebody in control of his account, I can't say him for sure, but DM'd some, uh, uh, some knife emojis and made some comments about the fact that I will find you. So I think he's holding true to form on his uh, Twitter debut. So I have a real problem with this. I don't know if some people are, are want to start a petition to have uh, Twitter drop them. I don't know if they can drop them. Other people have been dropped for things that they've said, but I guess Bill Cosby hasn't said anything particularly offensive on his Twitter account other than still mistakenly thinking that he is America's dad. And that's another thing. That term America's dad reminds me of the whole King of Pop thing that Michael Jackson actually called himself and made it catch on. He made, <laughs> he made fetch happen because America's dad is probably something that one of, uh, one of uh, Bill Cosby's like, uh, you know, press people came up with, you know, his uh, uh, press manager or something came up with that term and made it kind of, you know, made everybody else start using it. 
in uh in the in pop culture but i don't understand how how delusional you have to be to still think after you've been a, uh, 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 convicted of drugging and raping a woman not to mention the more than 50 women who have come forward saying that you did the same thing to them and still try to call yourself america's dad and you're tweeting that from jail just i can't i just i cannot what what say you tanji so let's pretend for a minute that I actually gave two downs about any of these individuals. Okay. Let's just pretend. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's go back to the whole thing that you were talking about, Kevin, in terms of the followers, there could be a number of things. Now, a, you're right. They're probably journalists that are following them because they need to know what's happening at every turn. B, there could be people think about, how many people you follow and how many people you forget you follow. Maybe you forgot there's some people forgot they were following them. And it's not that they're intending to follow them, that they just are right. They, they didn't take the time to go back and unfollow them that, you know, it just is uh, that some people are not. So what I'm on following you. Yeah, there's a lot of us that are like that. And some aren't, I think, okay. go ahead. I was saying, I have to interject to say that the, maybe you can, you can argue that with Bill Cosby, but, uh, O.J. Simpson is brand new. He hasn't been on on uh, Twitter for a week. Yes, yes. So, so those people, those people aren't people who forgot they followed him back before he was stabbing people. No, I'm not talking about O.J. Simpson. I mean Bill Cosby. In yeah, the case okay. of, yeah. In the case of O.J., let let me clarify. So I mean Bill Cosby with that one. In the case of O.J. Simpson and Bill Cosby, there are people that supported that. Did were you not watching during the whole thing? Yeah, but how come they're only doing it now with Bill Cosby? What about such and such? What there, and same thing with OJ. Well, no, I don't think he did. There are supporters that were there before social media anyway. And so these are the people that will still support them. There are some people, and I'm not calling them evil. Please get, get, I'm not saying that. But evil always has supporters. Boy, you're not calling them evil, but I am. I just, okay. yeah. I, when you're... I, I think, yeah, I think their deeds are dastardly. Their deeds are evil. I, I would hope that they try not to be evil people. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the lawyers in the corner now. So <laughs> I'm trying to be, you know, civil here. But, it, you know, I think that going on to why they're – why? Why? Bill Cosby has been there for a while. But with O.J. Simpson, who gives two dams? Why are you trying to make yourself relevant again? And, and, and what is this going to do? Great. So you have a whole bunch of people following you. You think that's going to give you an endorsement? You think you could go back to selling orange juice? No, sir, you can't. So I, I don't understand the purpose, except that this is um, a cultural thing of that we all need to be seen and heard from. You, Bill Cosby was clearly told by the public, we don't need to hear from your behind anymore. Yet he comes on on Father's Day to give some rubbish Father's Day message because he has this need to be seen and relevant. I, I, bye. Boy, bye. That's what I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when it comes to cancel culture, I actually want to cancel all these people that are following them. I, um, I am genuinely stunned. And as far as those people who forgot they were following Bill Cosby, yeah, the moment that message popped up, you needed to click unfollow immediately. I blocked OJ, and I wasn't ever following him. I just when when I saw him pop up in my feed. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, I don't, I don't. Whoever liked this or looked at this or commented on this, I don't need to see him. Uh, thank you. Next, in honor of Ariana Grande, who, if he had the chance, he'd probably stab her too. So, in weird random news, Justin Bieber hopped on his Twitter account on June 9th and tweeted out, "I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon." Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you'll never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight? At Dana White. For those who are not in the know, Dana White is the UFC president, so he's behind all those big MMA fights. People were obviously confused and amused, and some even went as far as starting a trend by tweeting out which celebrity who's 31 years older than them they would challenge to a fight. People challenged everyone from Barbara Streisand and Jeff Goldblum to Jackie Chan. The 25-year-old singer would later go on to admit that challenging the 56-year-old actor was a joke when he told TMZ. It was just a random tweet. 
also adding he'd probably whoop my ass in a fight. So Justin Bieber definitely caught people off guard with his tweet. I'm curious to know, who would you guys challenge to a fight who's your senior? And if you think this is just the start, when you look at YouTube's KSI versus Logan Paul fight, it was a great success. Do you see more real-life celebrity death matches, or is this just the next step in the evolution of celebrity reality competitions? Wow. Okay, well, first of all, uh, real-life celebrity death matches. Does, does, uh, do you guys remember the celebrity death match of, I guess, was it the late 90s, early 2000s? That was like a MTV. Clay- yeah, MTV claymation show. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, my God. That show was hysterical. I'm, I'm shocked that they haven't. They reboot, Everything else has been rebooted. Why not reboot that? I would be down for it. And, and first of all, seeing Logan Paul being punched in the face is always a good day. So anytime anybody, it doesn't have to be a celebrity, it can be a random person, anybody punching Logan Paul, I'm down with it. I'm there for it. Sign me up. I'm ready to buy a ticket. So um, I actually had a celebrity that I'd want to challenge to a fight, but apparently I can't mention them because Tone (laughs) took them. All I want to say is, Tone, thank you for not being a friend. Anyway... um, (laughs) So I don't actually have a pick because mine was stolen. But I do want to say one of my favorite things about this whole weirdness of Justin Bieber. A, I'm glad that he did admit that, yes, Tom Cruise would have destroyed him. Um, But one of the things that was uh, really uh, funny was uh, all the tweets that people were putting out about who they would challenge. One guy challenged uh, Sam Waterston um, uh, from, uh, God, from... uh, Law and Order, the original Law and Order. Anyway, he goes, Sam Watterson, you're a punk and due for an ass beating. Name the place. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. He's a national treasure. Oh, you know what? You just made me think of who I Morgan Freeman. Your ass is mine. Wow. <laughs> I don't take you down. The wow. voice of God. Wow. <laughs> What about you, Cher? Who would you fight? <laughs> Who's your I wouldn't fight anybody. Anybody? Kindness and oneness advocate. Hello. <laughs> well, All right. I would take on Betty White. Just, <laughs> just, just, so, just so Kevin can't take on Betty White. I'm taking Betty White <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, also, James Earl Jones. Yeah, Darth Vader, my ass. You're going down. You're going uh, down. I'm a little concerned about your choice. I, I don't think it would work the way you wanted it to. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, you have a lot of faith in me. I, mean, I, <laughs> I am taking. I am taking down Morgan Freeman and James Earl Jones. No, hmm. this no, this isn't CNN. So hmm. <laughs> I'm ready to kick ass and take names. Thanks for listening to our last Weirdly special episode. And to hear more episodes of our show, subscribe to Last Weekly on your favorite podcast app. Or listen to us on WJMSRadio.com twice a week. Sundays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 Pacific. And Fridays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. Being under quarantine doesn't mean you have to social media distance yourself from us. Stay in touch with me and the rest of the Last Weekly crew on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Last Weekly on both. I'm Kevin Williams. Stay safe and remember to take care of yourself so we can take care of each other. 